there's the people who want to be alpha and and all of these things who don't lead with their heart and you know they're they're like do it the hard way and all these different things which don't get me wrong hard work is I'm I'm right there next to you on that level but what's really hard is to be an empathetic kind loving leader and so if you think that you're hard try this hard and that's something the level of respect that you receive back from being that person is a lot different and there is a lot of virtue in being a monster who can control it and that's that's truly leading and uh i agree man i think more people need to lead with their heart and and in doing so obviously we talked about being punched in the face um people will take advantage of it it's happened to me multiple times because i could have been the hard-nosed i could have won the battle but led with empathy and now i think you know it's kind of like who won the battle and who won the war you might you might lose some battles being the empathetic kind loving leader but you will win the war every single time i believe that love is all around us love is everything and everywhere I am love, you are love, we are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. We've got another episode with a dear friend of mine who's heart-centered and has dedicated his life to create more love, connection, and positivity in the world. Braxton Kilgo is the co-founder of I Believe in You, a movement where they've designed social sharing bracelets that facilitate small acts of kindness and are worn to promote self-belief then shared to inspire others. Their mobile app captures the impactful journey of each bracelet in real time. For the first time ever, impact just became measurable. Braxton is a serial entrepreneur, and we talk about his mindset, the people he surrounds himself with, and so much more, which have been keys to his success. He touches on the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, 
and most importantly, the tools he implements and utilizes to stay positive and never give up. We go deep on some other really beautiful topics, and I'm so grateful you're here to be a part of our convo. All right, my dude, I want to welcome uh, my good friend Braxton to the podcast. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. We've been waiting on doing this for a while. Yeah, this has been, uh, yeah, it's been a nice little journey of our friendship so far. We just met, I mean, not even a year ago, um, have, have had some really good conversations. I am a massive advocate and fan of I Believe in You, uh, what you're doing. We'll jump into that for sure. Um, and, you know, there's been a little bit of a buildup to the podcast. But I feel like that's always good, man. Like the anticipation, the excitement has just been building. So I'm like just stoked to be here and be doing it. Yeah, yeah, me too. A lot of the uh, the delays have been on my end over here. So <laughs> I'm over here now. <laughs> Dude, it's all good, man. It's you're you're busy. You're doing your thing, man. You're you're that's what I just love about it. You are busy creating a company that's gonna do its best to make the world a better place, to create more connection, uh, to spread more love, man. So like every time, if it's been where it's like, Hey man, you know, I, I don't know if I have enough time or can we push it back? I'm always like, hell yeah. Like take your time. There's no rush to do this. Like what you're doing is incredibly important. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. My life has, uh, has been a little bit chaotic lately, just in terms of transitioning of everything to be able to spend all my time doing this. So it's, uh, it's good, but it's a, it's a journey, but I'm glad we're here, man. Me too, buddy. I want to ask you just as we start and kick things off. Uh, so Braxton, so I'm, I live right outside of the Tampa area and Braxton was here, uh, like a month ago. And, um, we went around, uh, shot some content, which was super fun. And so I want to ask you one of the questions that you ask everybody when you shoot content and, and do these videos. Okay. Uh, so I, and I do really just want to know this too, man. Um, who is someone who believes in you? who just has faith in Braxton and just has supported you, loved you and someone who believes in you. Yeah. I mean, man, to be honest, I think the only reason I've even been able to get this far is the, because the answer to that question is in a number of people. Um, there's not one person in my family who is not rooting for me and, and supporting what I'm doing from my mom, my dad, my stepmom, all the rest of my family. So I think, you know, just that collective alone, I think is huge. But, you know, I also have some tremendous friends, you know, two that I still live with currently. And we've, we went to kindergarten together and uh, we've done a lot of things together from, you know, serving jobs to my first t-shirt company to, working in the oil field to building fences and cabins and porches and all these different things. And, you know, those guys are a hundred percent behind me and everything that I do all the time. And, um, you know, I've also been, I think, you know, kind of moving through the levels of that. Um, I tell people all the time, the coolest thing about me is the people that I know and through my actions and, and relationships and places that I've been lucky enough to be in at the right time. I've met amazing individuals like you and so many others that even if we only met for a short time or whatever it may be, who continually, you know, I know we've only known each other for like a year, um, but I imagine for many, many years to come, we'll be supporting each other. And, you know, I've had people that I've met through the years of this journey who may have only met once that 
I still get texts from a couple times a month just rooting for me. So I know that was a, a longer drawn out answer, man, but I think the the reason that I'm able to do this thing that is all based around belief and people believing in each other is because I thankfully, man, have an army of incredible human beings that are right behind me no matter what happens. Mm, it was beautiful, man. You know, it's just like so cool there. It just shows that like in your growth and your building of your companies, something that has stayed true to you that you've been really grateful for is that support from your family and friends and, and people that you've met. And it just shows the power of what we can do when we support and love each other and like what that connection really looks like. Like so many people, like I would never be where I was if I wasn't for these other people. So it's like, be that for other people. You know what I mean? It's like, what a beautiful gift to receive. So like when you get to receive those things, be like, whoa, shit, like this is something that I can also give out to people as well. Um, and I know that you do that too. That's like the thing, man. It's like, and I feel like that is such a part of it too. I was going to ask you, like, how do you think you were able to manifest these sorts of people, relationships, this, this, you know, this type of support that you've been getting? Because anyone out there listening right now, that's like, wow, I wish I could get that in my life. I wish I could get these people who would just undeniably love and support me. You know, is it you, your actions, is it your mindset? How do you think you were able to to bring these sorts of people uh, into your life? I think it's a number of things, man. It's a it's a collective, right? Of uh, you know, being a good person for one. Um, I'm a huge advocate for giving gives back, uh, just giving with no intention, and and the more you give, the more that comes to you. Um, it's going to sound weird, but this became one of these things that I've recognized in my life is, you know, my favorite people are the people who are always the same and not that they're not growing. But what I mean is, is like, you know, you get around certain people and depending who they're around or what the situation is, whether that's pressure or standing next to somebody with status, these people who constantly change, um, I'm just not a big fan of, man. And so not only is that something that I look for in people, um, but that's something I try to do myself is just like, if you hear a podcast or you meet me in person or you run into me randomly and catch me off guard, I'm, I'm the same person. There's, there's no guard needed. I'm always the same. So I think that's one thing is like, really just like be a good person, give as much as you can try to, you know, and what I do, I do a lot of high level business consulting and things like that. And I tell my salespeople all the time, it's, it's about serving, not selling. When this person's telling you their problems, um, our product might not be the best fit. We might have the connection to somebody we can handle them to uh, versus trying to sell them, just trying to serve them. So I think just being a, a servant to other human beings is a big deal. And um, I think it's also, being willing to like take the long route. Um, you know, there's been most of the businesses I consult for are more successful than me, <laughs> you know, and make more money than me and do all these different things. And, you know, maybe, I, maybe I should have done some things that just made me more money versus might have made my, my path a bit easier in the way, but it's created who I am. And, and so what I mean with that is like, you know, saying no to the quick wins and the easy grabs and the, things that would be temporary wins or easier and being willing to just never stop and know that all you want to happen is the vision that you have in your head 
And I think if you just, you constantly be the biggest believer of this thing that at one point was just an idea and now is, especially now is real and not taking those, those easy avenues that, that pop up and kind of have the, you know, shiny object syndrome, being willing to just stick to your thing and be willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. I like all throughout, I just heard like, you, you don't want to sacrifice the person who you are. You don't want to sacrifice like your goodness and the beauty within you for shortcuts or quick money or to sell somebody who doesn't need your product, but you just want to sell them to, to make money. Yeah. Dude. And I, I, I want to thank you again. You, you know, service is like something in my mind that I'm focusing on a lot now. And like, how can I be of service to people? And it's been something that's been coming up a lot for me over like the last like year or so. And then since meeting you, man, Stephen, more and more and more, you're always just like, man, what can I do for you? How can I serve you? Well, like literally let me know what you need. And you've helped open that dimension for me even more because I thought before <laughs> I was doing like a pretty, you know, we can know there's always room for improvement. You know what I mean? But I was thinking I was doing a like really good job with that. And then seeing you, I'm like, not to beat myself up or say, Hey, I was doing like crappy at this, but to be like, wow, there's another dimension here. There's another level up here that you can go where you can just be of complete service and always asking people like, what can I do for you? And how can I be there for you, man? So like super grateful for that, that you've helped open me even more up to that because I know that's the way I know being in service is what makes me happiness. And I know in giving like, Yes, I know in giving, like when you give, you will receive uh, for sure. And in that giving too, though, it just feels so amazing. Like when you give, it's 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 love. Yeah. And when we can be in that vibration of giving, which is love, it's just like it's a it's a really it's a really special place to be. And I think that's something we could all use, myself included, for sure. Just more of that awareness and mindfulness of don't just see what I can get here, see what I can give. And then just go from there. Like what brings me happiness, helping this person, passing this person on to someone else who maybe can help them better than I can. It's like having that be at our forefront. And if everybody operated in that way, the world would be a drastically different place. Yeah, I agree, man. I used to always say, if everybody helped somebody else, nobody would have to help themselves. And, you know, there's, there's nuances to that. It's like, you have to fill your own cup. But um, a couple of things came up when you said that. And sometimes I get, you know, I, I do like, like I said, consulting. And so sometimes like my business mind pops in and then sometimes like it's more on like the philanthropic side of things. But, um, you know, depending who's listening to this, like one of the like tactics that, you know, for somebody who wants more of that in their life is, you know, I don't always do this. I talk on the phone a lot. I'm always talking to people. Um, but I try to be intentional every time if I can, whether it has to do with our call or not, asking them like, you know, like, hey, like, what are you, what are you working on like right now? What's the box you're trying to check? What's the rock you're trying to move? What is that? You know, whether that's a business person or whatever. And I might have an instant answer or an instant group text or email to put them in. Uh, but sometimes I don't. I'm like, awesome, man. You know, like I'm rooting on you. I'm like rooting for you. Um, but I'll, I'll have that in my head because all I do is talk to people. And when you do that, you give yourself the opportunity to at least know. And I can't tell you how many times, man, I ask that on a phone call. And the next phone call that I take, 
is the person they were looking for and I can connect them. And sometimes they pay me money for it. Sometimes they just appreciate it, whatever. There's all kinds of different things that happen for me, but I didn't do it for any of those reasons. And that just like, it just like sends these ripple effects that I think at some point they kind of hit the end of the pond and ripples come back. You know, once it hits, they come back. And so I think that brings a lot of that into, into my ecosystem, for lack of a better term, is just having the intention enough to, to ask, you know, and then when you know, kind of having your tool belt to be like, dude, you either know a way to help now, or you'll be surprised how many times in the next day or week or so you're like, dude, I know who you need to talk to. As we're talking about this, I'm like, what has like stopped me or other people in the past, maybe from asking that question, like, what can I do for you? Like, what are you working on that I can help? Is maybe feeling like they don't have anything to give. Sometimes I'll feel like that. It's like, what can I really offer this guy? It's like I can, I guess I can offer it, but like what what can I really do? And you like, and you just saying that right there, like asking those people always, and you may not have the person that they need right now, but that next conversation or the one after that may be that person that you can connect them with. So I just think in that, in, in like my own self and my own like feeling of lack, it's like, well, what can I do? Yeah. I feel like we can always do something. And it, just because you can't do something right now, it doesn't mean that that opportunity to help and to give and to serve may not come shortly where you can go back to that person and then help and serve them then. And I think it's just important too, as I was having my own like mindfulness moments right now to be like, you don't need to devalue yourself. Like you can ask that question and you may not have much to give, but why not just ask and see? Because you can say, hey, I have nothing to give and you completely shut yourself down. You shut the conversation down or you can at least ask that question and then open things up and then, then see where it can possibly take you. Yeah, you just, you just popped so many things in my head. One thing is, is you'll be surprised sometimes what the answers are because I'll talk with people about their businesses and different things sometimes. And then the thing, when I ask them, I kind of assume maybe it's gonna be about that. They open up this whole other door that connects us so much deeper and different things. Um, but also, if you're ever the person that feels like you're like, well, I don't have anything to add. Well, half the time, the value that I add is other people. So at some point, the more that you ask that question, the more people you're putting in your toolbox to be able to connect to them. And that's the value. Add. But at the same time, man, sometimes you don't have an answer right away. Maybe you, ne maybe you never have a solution to their problem. But if they have a problem or something they're working on, even a text that you ping them a week later, just say, Hey, by the way, I hope that's going well. Just now I'm rooting for you, or I believe in you. That alone, like everybody can do that. So you always have something to give. And I, th I just think that lens of looking at it, it compounds interest. Because now I'm to the point where I'm like, I will talk to the CEO of any company, any, any human being who has something they're looking for. And I'm confident you put me on a call with a hundred people in a row and I've got something for everybody. Mm -hmm. And so that takes time. Right. But that's why I say the coolest thing about me is the people that I know. And, uh, depending on your character type, um, man, there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and do some cool things. And all they are is the connector it just means mm -hmm. you're good people. And you're just connecting people all day. You know? Yeah. That is a, a really, I think a great way to think about it. Cause every time I'm like, well, how can I add value? Like, what can I do? What can I do? And like, that comes from a good place of like, how can I help you? But it doesn't always have to be you. 
I love that. It could be like who you know, it can be someone else. It doesn't have to have like all this weight on your shoulders of, oh, I have to be the one or I don't want to let this person down. That can, that can come from somebody else. Yeah. And I want to talk about like in real time, how, how actually like real the situation is. So when me and Braxton uh, first met, we had talked for a little while, then we talked like a few months later. And then you asked me that at the end of the call. Saying, man, like, what are you working on? Like, what, like, what, how can I help you? And we weren't talking about me being a speaker, but I felt such a connection and such vulnerability to you. It just came out like without me even like really thinking, I was like, well, you put me, you helped create that sort of a safe space where I felt like I could pivot to that without it being awkward or weird or uncomfortable or, or anything like that at all. And it just, because you created that space, it just naturally came for me. And so Braxton asked me and I said, you know, I'm, not even like I want to, like I am going to be a speaker. Like I, I, it's not even about me being a speaker. It's about, about this message of love and connection flowing through me to help and aid other people. And so Braxton's like, yeah, but I, I got some people I could hook you up with. I think that can help with that. I was like, all right, that sounds awesome. Literally set me up on a phone call. I think within that week, yeah, yeah within a week for sure, uh, connect me with uh, our buddy, Mikey, whose podcast episode came out like right before this one. Nice. And uh, <laughs> and I uh, talked to Mikey for a little while. He was asking me kind of similar situations, similar questions. And it did. It just came from me, uh, you know, about how I want to serve the world. And he's like, all right, dude, cool. We're going to Mexico next January. Why don't you come and speak? And literally just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Braxton, by you asking that question and being in service, literally gave me one of the greatest gifts of my life and something I've been manifesting for years now. <laughs> and it's something, man, where I have so much love for you, regardless if you did that for me or not. But now with that dude, all, I mean, I'm never going to, we're never going to lose this connection. I'm never going to forget about you. It's just not possible. And now I'm always like, how can I help Braxton? What can I do to help Braxton? Dude, like, what can I, how can I help? How can I, you know what I mean? It's like, and it all started because you asked that question and because you were in service. So now, like you said, what you give is exactly what you get back. Yeah. And it's, um, it's one of those things, man, too. This is something that popped in my head a minute ago and had so many things that I had left it. I don't know how I'm going to deliver this exactly, but when I talk about character traits too of people, um, a lot of the stuff just comes down to like awareness and psychology a little bit, but you know, when you meet the person and, and you don't want to be this person, when you meet the person that they tell you how much money they make and everything they do and all the cool, the coolest people they know, like within the first five minutes of meeting them for one, now there's nothing left cool for them to learn about you from here forward. Usually that just the impression that it gives off is not uh, the best. And, and I say that in terms of like, you need to leave room for opportunity and, and, lead with service first because you know i do a bunch of really cool stuff i think i'm a pretty cool person and i've had so many people tell me that but i kind of like to like I, and people tell me not to do this stuff but like i kind of like to like downplay it and just like make it seem very simple first when i don't know people because then when they find out they're like dude no way you do this and this and this and are you kidding me and a lot of times too like whether there's somebody that could do something for me or not the way the lens that they look out of me now look out of 
at me now is much different than if I just like spilled all this stuff on them right out of the gate. And because I was looking to be able to serve them first, and that moment may never come back. They may not find out. So many people I know have no idea all the things that I actually do, and I'm fine with that. Um, but I say all that to say is like when you do that, especially when you're talking to people who could really do something for you, and like you may know that, don't try to just instant pitch them in different things. Like you're just like, especially too, if you're ever going to ask someone for something anyway. For you to even do that, you very much should have a great relationship and friendship and different things. And so it's more about like creating a relationship first to where somebody would want to serve you. And then as it gets deeper and deeper, you usually don't even have to ask. Mm. And I think that's something where if you can try to just like withhold, especially if it's like, oh, this could be an opportunity right now. They could do this, this you're taking and that it. What are they talk about first impressions and things, but I think always just trying to lead with service and, you know, if something fits, then cool. And if it comes up, then great. You don't have to like withhold everything, but when you're there literally just to serve and create a relationship with somebody first, typically if it's somebody that could serve you and you know that you won't have to ask. And a lot of times once it comes out or they do find out, they might be someone who could serve you more than anybody else that you knew and you didn't know. Because if there's somebody like what we're talking about, they might not do it directly, but that person might have every connection to every person you've ever wanted to meet. And if you start a relationship with them first, you're very much more likely for them to be like, dude, I don't care if you're too busy. I'm connecting to every single one of these people and we're putting on the calendar now because I want to help you. You don't have to ask. Mm. What a crazy paradigm shift. Instead of like going in and being like, all right, let me sell this person, literally just getting to know them just being love, being in service of them. And I love that where you'll hit a point where you don't even have to ask. Like, that's it. It's like, you think you got to go in and ask, ask, ask. You got to get, get, get what you can from that person when you just like lead with love and lead with just service. Yeah. And hitting a point where you literally don't even have, you built that sort of a relationship and a friendship where you don't need to ask for anything. And yeah. they'll just, it will just come to the surface on its own and just show up in ways that are probably more magical than you could have ever even imagined before. Yeah. If you work hard enough and just be a good person, I think eventually you'll walk into rooms and not have to introduce yourself. I would rather have that than always be talking about myself. I, I kind of always like have this vision in my head too. Like, you know, I want to be like at this massive event that's mine. And it's like, I'm on going to be on the stage and everything. And there's people coming who maybe don't know. And I was helping them pick up stuff you know, that fell out of their car in the parking lot and put it back in and talk to them and had a great conversation. And they go inside and they're sitting in their seat, you know, in whatever row back in there. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, I walk out on the middle of the stage and they're like, what? That's this dude's thing. He was like, because we're all normal human beings. We're all so much more alike than we think. And it's like, I, I want to be a normal human being always. Cause that's first over, over everything else. Mm. I have that same sort of a vision, you know, like hitting a certain level, but like doing that exact, like sort of a similar thing where it's like, they wouldn't expect that from you at that level, but there's like so much power in that. It makes me want to get to that level even more. Cause sometimes I'll have the thought of getting to a certain level and then I'll have the quick instant thought of, well, those people that got there are bad or they're shitty, or they did something wrong, or they cheated, or they lied, or this or that. 
right? And there's that, the saying in life that like money's evil, right? And it's just not true at all. It's shifting away from that because that is just not the truth at all. But for my old programming, those thoughts will still kind of come in here and there. And it'll lower my vibration and shrink me down to be like, well, I don't want to be like that. Maybe I don't want to be successful because I don't want to turn to something like that. And it's like, no, being successful, helping people, serving to a, a massive level where you are that exception or you are the example that you're showing people how it actually can be done through love, through goodness not through these other means of cheating or lying or anything like that. So love that you just threw that, <laughs> that you threw that out there. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. That's, you know, there's not near as many of them. There's a lot less people that are just phenomenal human beings who've made it, you know, there, there's a whole philosophy around, you know, how to become successful and it involves burning bridges and and hurting people and stepping on people and doing the thing that doesn't line up with your moral values. And you get there and then you apologize and people forget. Look at a lot of famous people and look at their story and a lot of them are that way. And I just refuse for that to be my philosophy of reaching it. And I think those people, it's like they get to this level and then they have to turn around and do all this other work for their success to actually even matter. Where if you just do the work now, once you arrive, you know, in your your success, whatever that definition of that is for you, it's different for everybody. When you arrive there, you don't have all this work and have to spend the rest of your life mending these relationships and living with the guilt and feeling probably this internal, like, I don't know that I deserve this because of the way that you, you know, landed there. And so I think, you know, also too, it's like there's certain things that are facts right now. And it's like, if we know we don't want them to be facts, you know, narratives change and times change. Do you want something to be a certain way? Be an example. And we have the opportunity to do that right now. And that's, that's what I want to do. And how exciting is that? Right. Like when I think about doing it, you know, doing it in that more, like doing that in the immoral way, the way that we do not want to go at all. It excites me that much more to be like, wow, we can help create and forge this new path and create this new avenue for people to be like, oh, wow, you can do it that way through love, yeah. through kindness. And that's like one of the biggest reasons why I love Gary V is because he's crushing it, obviously, and he does it with empathy and compassion and love. And he talks about that all the time. And it's like, dude, as we're talking about this too, it's like, even just shifting my focus away from the immoral way of doing it and be like more and more people are doing it the moral way through love, through all of those more positive emotion directions. And just focusing on that, that like we are waking up and that is becoming more of like the social norm is achieving this greatness, achieving success through service and caring and being there for other people. And there's people manipulating that too. And that's yeah, that's yeah. Um we got to weave those people out. And people say that to me too sometimes. I'm like, well, even if some of them are, again, and I know some of them personally who are very popular for, you know, being nice and kind on the internet, who their back-end operation is not in alignment. And, uh, you know, that sucks. But, you know, at the end of the day too, if, you know, their millions of followers don't know that, it's not the worst thing in the world that they're spreading positivity as their bad trait, <laughs> you know? So that that's one side, but you know that's something I want to do with this uh, on a bigger scale. Is 
create this army of not just business owners, but just leaders in a community, in a friend group, in a middle school, whatever, create these leaders who are like-minded, like-hearted, and have a vision for leading everything with kindness and empathy and making it the norm and, you know, going to war with the, with the other side of things. They say, let him who desires peace prepare for war. And that's, that's what it is. But, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on really quick, because this is a big thing for me. When you talked about money earlier being the root of all evil, that kind of thing. I heard that all my life and never really had any money until I started making it um, myself. And, you know, there's all these stigmas around that. And my first few businesses I started, I was like constantly preaching impact over income, impact over income. Uh, well, I had to pause to my companies because my lack of income directly affected my ability to impact. And um, I remember when I first moved to Scottsdale, a guy named Chris Stapleton was speaking at an Arizona entrepreneur event. And uh, he talked about money and he was like, the energy of money is neutral. And it was like, all it does is magnify the the person who has it. And it's like, you know, if you do a lot of bad things, you're just going to do a lot bigger, badder things when you have a lot of money. But if you do good things, you can amplify that. And so I think I always said impact over income. And now I try to really level those out because, you know, I want to make a lot of money because I want to be able to give back to my family. I want to be able to create these visions that I have. And I think the more good human beings who have a lot of money, the more positive change and narrative that's going to be adapted by the rest of the human beings on the planet and i want to be able to experience this earth it's beautiful and build things and create things and help when it's needed and you need money to do that unfortunately and so if you can learn how to make money making money is really not that hard but it really is a extremely valuable tool to experience and give and create and especially if you've got a good heart I want you to have a lot of money in your pocket. It's like money, money is abundant. And like you just said, having more money, being abundant in money, isn't the root of all evil, of all evil. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just what you do with it. Right. And we so often we get trapped in the idea, well, if I have a lot of money, that means I must have done something wrong to get here. So when then you can't have a lot of money. You cannot have that such conflicting beliefs. You can't say, oh, I want to get, I want to have a lot of money. Ooh, but I have to be a really bad person. Only bad people have a lot of money. Well, then you'll never have a lot of money. It's like changing that root belief within us to understand that, like I, you said that so perfectly, it just amplifies who you are. And that was something for a little while I was struggling with where it's like spreading love. I shouldn't make money. And through books, ah, through beautiful teachers, it's like, that's just not the case at all. It's like when in life, you know, we say, if you do something you're miserable at and you make a lot of money, that's cool. But if you do something you're in love with and you make a lot of money, it's like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you should be making a lot of money then. If you're loving, it's like a weird thing that we think about and how we kind of, how we kind of look at that sort of a situation. And then, so it's like, well, in spreading love, well, maybe I shouldn't make money doing this. And then really through teachers, through books, over time, through meditations, it was, it's just, it's just having a different perspective and different thought towards that. And instead literally being, and Braxton, it's so true, man. It's like, 
And I, now ah, I love it. It's now in my mind, it's this beautiful circle. It's this beautiful, infinite circle of me spreading love, making money. So I can spread more love, making money. So I can spread more love. Literally, spreading love makes me money. So I can spread more love. Spreading more love makes me more money. So I can spread more love. And just round and round it goes in this beautiful cycle. And somebody too that helped me connect with that too is like Jay Shetty. And I thought to myself, I'm like, look at the good that Jay Shetty is doing in the world. Do you, do I think that money help the more money he's made has helped him do that? It's like, absolutely. So then boom, they just go hand in hand. And it's like, I know in the best way that you can serve that I can serve is by making more money because in the more money that we make, it allows us to host events, do conferences, uh, write books, touch more. You know what I mean? Like it'll just allows us to impact more people and spread these messages of positivity and love. And when you can equate them as one, and that's why I, like, I finally hit that point where I'm like equating it as one thing, right? Because my whole life, it was a lot of programming saying, if you love what you do, you shouldn't make a lot of money. If you're being loving, you're going to make money from spreading love. That seems evil. You know what I mean? It's like reprogramming my thought process. And as I'm saying this, this is just like, me saying this to everybody. It's like, if you're in the same boat that I was in, start to reprogram your thoughts. You only think that way because you were programmed that way. Were they even your thoughts to begin with? Probably not. Who knows? So there's nothing wrong with reprogramming and actually taking things and deciding how you want to view them, not how someone told you to view it, you know, years ago or something like that. Yeah. If you know that what you're pouring is valuable for people's hearts and minds and for the world, you're doing yourself a discernment if you're not filling your own cup because you can't pour from an empty cup. It's so real. So uh, this is a great thing to touch on because that is something I feel like that just like haunts so many people. And it is a part of the way society looks at money. Did not think we were going to touch on something like that, but that was awesome. (laughs) Me either, man. It's good. And then so, but I want to, let's talk about, I believe in you. Cool. Dude, and like, this is funny because this conversation is kind of in line with what we were just talking about, how you kind of like build that uh, rapport, you build that service, you build that friendship first, and then you kind of get into it. And that's what I do a lot on the podcast. It's like, I rarely ever jump right into, you know, the book that person came out with or their company that they started or, or something like that, because I want to create the space where we can just be with each other for a little while. Right. And be open and be vulnerable and like share like deep things in our thoughts and in our lives. And then we'll get to the other thing because that other thing is still huge. Like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of power there. And there's a crucial part of this conversation. But I love just that uh that connection and those things first. And that that allows us to open up to that next door. So I'm a Massive fan of I Believe in You. I think it's such a cool company that you've started, uh, that you've co-founded. So if you can just fill everybody in a little bit on what it is and what you guys have going on. Yeah, man. Um, To give you the the 30,000 foot overview, um, for now, uh, we just make bracelets. So as you can see on the screen here, uh, if you're listening, maybe he posted with the video. Um, All of our bracelets say I Believe in You. and so make these bracelets that you wear with the intention to give them away to other people. Um, I grew up on a farm, but I like fashion. So we also try to make them bracelets that you would want to want to rock. So they're all reversible and they have a style on one side. And then the other side says, I believe in you. 
And so the whole purpose of them is that you wear them with the intention to give them away. And that could be something positive, negative, or anything in between. And it can be with a family member, a friend, or a complete stranger. And so the purpose of them is that you rock it until you get into a situation where you feel inspired to take it off of your wrist and tell somebody else that you believe in them, along with whatever other message that you you want to portray to them from your heart. But then you leave them something tangible to remember that, something they can look down at. And, you know, that's the, the core purpose of it. Uh, but what we've also done is, you know, taking me about seven years now, um, we built a mobile app. So every single bracelet has a patch on it with our logo. And inside that patch, there's a near-field communication chip. Every single bracelet has a completely different ID code, like identifying number. And in our app, what it allows you to do is whenever I take it off my wrist and hand it to you, you could, let's just say I handed it to you, Justin, you could take this off, touch it to your wrist, and it would allow you to document that moment of receiving the bracelet. And so kind of like a social media platform, let's just say like Instagram, you can put a photo or a video, it'll show that Braxton's profile, handed it to Justin's profile, it'll document the date, the location if you wanted to, and it allows you to put a caption, which we're calling the story. And so it allows you to document that moment of receiving this bracelet either with that person or you can do it later. And once you document that, what's cool is you'll be able to see who gave it to me, who gave it to them, all the way back to the first person who ever had it, to be able to see the whole journey of this one bracelet, how it got to you. And once you give it away, you'll be able to watch where it goes. And so you'll be able to see how many cities and countries it's been to, how many people it's impacted. And I think that's cool, like when you receive it, to know where it's been. But the coolest part is that, you know, small acts of kindness make big waves of impact. And so in the app, you'll be able to see that that one maybe seemingly simple moment in your life of you sharing a bracelet with somebody has now traveled around the world and impacted multiple people. And it was as simple as you pulling a bracelet off of your wrist. So good, man. I love that you, like in this, <clears throat> you're able to track these acts of kindness. It's like, how many times have we all thought, I know I have, it's like, I know this little act of kindness will have this ripple effect and hit more and more and more people, but how cool would it be to actually see that? And that's like been the biggest like thing with it. It's like, we know it's happening, but we can't, we can't see it. You know, we can't witness it really going on. And you've been able to create something that will allow people to see like, how cool is it going to be when I give this away to check that in three months, six months, a year, and like then see who will pass to what those stories look like. Um, Cause I know like when I do it, it's going to be very intentional about it. And I'm going to put that in there and it's just going to be really exciting to see the journey of that, like what different states, different countries it's gone to, the different people it's touched, it's impacted, how it's changed their lives. Dude, it's just like so sweet that now we're able to document and see those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's cool, man. I mean, for the first time ever, your impact is measurable and, you know, people don't have to use the app. It still works and it's super cool without it, very meaningful. And there's thousands of stories of that happening already what's cool is we're we're in the beta version like testing level of the app right now and i think there's like 400 450 bracelets that have been scanned in it's already been to like 80 something cities and eight countries and impacted almost like 300 people and we haven't even started marketing and promoting it and 
really haven't even told people how it fully works yet. And they're just running with it, which is kind of cool to see it like in the wild a little bit. Um, but it's awesome, man. I mean, literally like when I, you know, since that's been live, like if I ever feel like any moment of doubt or overwhelm or anything like that, I literally, at one point, man, this was just a thought running through my mind. And when I start to feel anything like that, I literally, I did it yesterday. I went and clicked on the app and scrolled through it. And you can't not look at that and be like, never mind. Mm. This is everything I'm doing is worth it. And uh, it's pretty cool. And we're going to make that where everybody can see that. Mm. I love too that you touched on like those little moments of like doubt and is this working? Does this make sense? Should I be doing this? That's just so real. And it's like so real in like entrepreneurship and, and starting something, you always have those days. And like, we talked about this last week too, you know, you know in one day and you'd be like, this is awesome. We're killing this. And then an hour later, I'd be like, is this working? What's going on? Should we continue to do this? Yeah. yeah that, uh, it happens, man. It happens to everybody. That's yeah. what I mentioned earlier. It's like, I not have anything to give that person at the moment other than shoot them a text in a week and just tell them you're rooting for them. Or mm. you and that, that does more power than, than you think. And uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's big and you gotta continue to sit with, you know, that knowing great things take time and, and getting punched in the face is part of the formula. Mm. You just gotta have a crystal clear vision of like, who do you want to be and where do you want to be? And like, when you get there, if it was all written out, you know, would you want to sign your name at the bottom? I love just knowing a part of it is getting punched in the face. It's like, if you can just really take that thought in and like, this is just a part of it, then to me, it like lessens the blow a lot. Yeah. And personally, man, and I talk about getting punched in the face a lot. It's kind of became a thing that I say, and I've been punched in the face a lot, but I try to share the perspective of like, when I get punched in the face, I think there's a Russ song where he says like a stumble is just part of the dance. And it's like, you know, I don't really look at anybody as like a competitor to me necessarily, because it's all so different. But even in the ones that you have competitors, like sometimes I look at it as like everybody who's trying to do something like me, for one, I'm rooting for them, but like maybe like my competition, whatever. It's like, there was a lot of other people that got punched in the face today that didn't get back up. My character's like, I would help them. <laughs> but when you, when you, you have to switch lenses sometimes, whatever part of your journey you're in to, to get back up the hill. But it's like, I'm almost like asking for more punches in the face because I know other, like knock them all out. Let's go. Like I'm getting up no matter what. So I don't know how many more hits there are for my face before we get where we're going, but we can, double up today if you want to like give it to me because i know where i'm going and i'm gonna get up every time that you you hit me i'm coming right back again dude that is the mindset when you can look forward and be grateful for the punches in the face you've you've leaped you know you, you're looking at things from a, another viewpoint that most people aren't looking at it from and there's incredible incredible power in that yeah and i say that don't get me wrong man that's a lens to look out of like Punches in the face hurt. That's why, that's why I'm giving the analogy of being punched in the face. Obviously, I'm not just literally getting randomly punched in the face every day. Like, 
as I said, literally yesterday, had a pretty tough day, a lot going on, a lot of things to be overwhelmed about, a lot of irons in the fire, lots of things happening. And I opened the app and went through it. And like that helped me in a number of other things as well. But it's like, that's the, that's the glasses, that's the lens to look out of. Sometimes when you get punched, those glasses fall off. Mm. Go find them mm. and put them back on. And sometimes go find them takes a minute. Yeah. Take your minute if you need it, but put them back on and show up like this. Let's go, baby. Thank you for sharing that too, man. Because what you, yeah, it's important to, to really make this clear. Not like, hey, I get punched in the face and I hop back up every time in a second. It's easy. It's no big deal. It's like, no, that shit is real. It still hurts. You know what I mean? It's like, and I love that too with the glasses. Like they fell off. You may not find them for a couple hours or maybe that day, but it's still always just coming back to that belief in yourself and that knowing. And it's like doing things and having the intention and the mindfulness to check the app, right? To help boost your mood or to connect with somebody or go for a run or meditate or whatever it may be, whatever it is, it's having those tools to bring you back in that alignment so that you can love yourself and have faith in yourself. I'm like, the only thing that ever stops us is us. The only obstacles that are ever, ever, ever in our way is us. That's it. Yeah. It's like, if IBIY didn't succeed, and I'm not even trying to put that in the universe, it'd only be because Braxton stopped. It's not that it's going to not succeed. I'll share this very, very quickly. And then I want to jump back into more of this. I had a beautiful experience one time um, during uh, an ayahuasca ceremony where I was in a field and there are these huge stone pillars all in front of me. And they were just blocking me. They're like suffocating me. Like I couldn't move forward. I couldn't get around them. I, I was stuck. I couldn't move forward. And it was, it was synonymous with like life. It was me being stuck somewhere, feeling that, and me feeling like I couldn't move forward. I couldn't succeed, whatever it was. I had the beautiful realization and clarity that all of those stone pillars that were blocking me were all me. It was all my own self. It was all my thoughts towards the situation. Nothing out there was ever stopping me from succeeding or being my truest self, but me. And when I had that clarity of realizing it's nothing out there, it's solely me, all of the pillars just dissipated. They all just fell to the wayside. They all disappeared. And I felt this unreal, open-chested freedom where I could breathe and anything was possible because I realized the root of the issue was me and nothing else besides that. Most of the times the battles are in here and, and the things that we operate on certain levels on, you know, are things that haven't, uh, they're just things that could happen. I think something with that, just like a tip and a tactic. It's like I said earlier, thankfully I've had people who truly believe in me. Even having that, you don't always go ask for it and help. And so it's different things, but it's like, there are people out there if you're like, well, I don't have any of that. There's people out there who want to believe in you and who are just like you and you guys could support each other and you just have to look for it and be open to it and be giving and serving and those people will come into your life. But I think at the same time, it's like equipping yourself. Like, you know, over the last two years now, for the first time, I've actually had um, mentors and some people that are where I want to be that I've been able to talk to. But before then, too, it's like even still to this day, I watch YouTube videos all the time. I've seen every motivational video on YouTube like a hundred times each. And I watch videos, I write stuff on my hands with Sharpie, I have bracelets that say something positive. My shirts have stuff positive on them. 
we're moving right now. That's why things look crazy. But I have canvases all around my room. Every bathroom mirror I've had since I was like probably 14 has had quotes and things written all over them. I've got notifications that I have from apps that ping me during the day. I've got it on my backgrounds, on my phone, my computer, my case. I surround myself with things that are going to lift me up. That way, for one, it keeps me there. But when something does happen, I just got to look around and and remember, you know, and, and just go find those glasses. And it's mm. always different to put some back on. Mm. I think those things are just like your reminders. Like, you know, those things already. But when we get caught in the craziness and the chaos, it's very, very easy in that moment to forget. Yeah. When we can have these little reminders around us, it's like, oh, yeah. What'd you say? Really simple ways to equip yourself to make that getting back up stage a little bit easier. And like, that is it. Like, that really is the difference. It's being intentional and doing these certain things. Like, these, these aren't like cliches. These aren't like weird little things to do. It's like, they can work. And it's like really understanding what works well for you. So all the things that Braxton just mentioned are, I think are awesome. It's not saying go run out and do these things right now. It's saying, Hey, this is information that works really well for Braxton. That's information that you can take in and that you can experiment with and try and see what makes the most sense for you. I'm like on this huge kick recently where getting this beautiful knowledge and this awesome information and I, I'm on this kick now It's because it's what I think when I try to help or guide or give information with like no expectation if that person's going to take it or accept it because everything I say, I'm not saying, hey, this is what you are supposed to do. This is what's right for you. It's like not that at all. It's like what we should do is share what works for us, what's brought us peace, what's brought us happiness, what's brought us success, put those things out there for other people and just allow them to then take these little bits of information and choose for themselves what works best for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Over time, man, I've found like the YouTube videos that I don't like. People that I, not that I don't like them, it's just, it's not for me. I've done breath work. I've done meditation. I've done different things and different times I do different things. There's working out. There's quotes. There's, there's all these things. It's like, for one, some people are like, oh, I've tried meditation and different things. And for one, I think being intentional, and I always tell people about like high, high intention, low attachment, or like the other quote that one of my best friends had in his music studio is open to everything, attached to nothing. And I think that allows for you to just experience something without judgment, because usually that's what separates the actual result. And to look for it, be intentional, like go try a bunch of stuff and find the thing that after you were like, wow, that lit me up. It might be playing pickleball or basketball with some people at the park down the street. Whatever, like find your things that light you up and fill your cup so that you have something to pour out of it. I love that. Open to everything, attached to nothing. It's like everybody, keep that in mind for, for real. Yeah. It's like when we lose the attachment to things, that lessens so much of the pain and suffering in our lives. It's like, if I, you know, I had a thought on something where I knew it could really help Braxton and it's like, Hey, I love Braxton. So I want to share this thought with him because I know it can be of service. I know it can help him, but it's like sharing that without any attachment to Braxton's going to take that belief on. If he's going to adopt it, if he's going to move forward in the direction of that belief, 
Because if I was to give Raxton some something like that or vice versa, and I'm like sitting there waiting, oh my God, I hope he does this. And if he doesn't, it's going to bring me down. And it's like that expectation creates so much of our suffering. And then it can even lead to me being like, hey, I tell Braxton these things all the time. He never listens to what I say. He, ne- he never takes my advice. That's something I've realized with my dad a lot. He'll, you know, he'll give this advice and throw it out there. And then he gets really upset if you don't take it. Yeah. And like breaks him down if you don't take it. And I'm like, and I try to be there with my dad in like such a beautiful space and being comfortable in love. And it's like, dad, if you can give these things, but then release your expectation of them because you cannot control what that person's going to do with that. You just have to let it be. So yes, open to everything attached to nothing. And I have that in life too. It's like, go try different things, but have no attachment to them. They go do them because you want to do them, not because you're waiting for this result after. Just do what lights up your soul. Do what makes you happy. The rest will just fall into place after that. Yeah. And it comes down to like a lot of people who, I think a lot of people will say that they believe everything happens for a reason. Um, Some people don't. But at the end of the day, like if you do, and if you can find a way to be open to that and trust it, um, it makes your path a lot easier. I'm a big fan of being spontaneous. And don't get me wrong, if you could see my calendar right now, a lot of people would freak out. Um, people tell me all the time they would freak out if they had my schedule. But at the same time, it's like I'm not attached to what any of these tasks or meetings come to. And I think like when you have such high attachment to a result and different things, and like don't get me wrong, I think like some you know dash of obsession, depending what you plan to do, is a good driver. But also pain is an incredible driver, right? So those are there. Mm. But when you can operate from a place like when when people have these such set expectations that they will not let go of the grip of, you're really setting yourself up for failure. It's like, unless you're a fortune teller and you can tell the future, it's like really think about what the odds are that everything you want and think are going to happen are going to happen that way. And then think, if they don't, how upset you're going to be. And if that's the path that you're on, you got to try to let that go because, you know, this is too long of a story for one of these, but I have a really cool story about spontaneousness. Um, but I have a tattoo on my ankle that says, oh, well, both of these stories are from my grandmother, but this is my great grandmother. Um, she lived to be like 104 years old. And I remember asking her one time, I was really young, like, what's your advice like for life and her answer was really simple learn how to say oh well and you know i've adopted that in terms of like i think i could walk outside and somebody just totaled my truck and i'm not i said i think i can walk outside and my truck could be totaled and i would literally be like oh well like guess i'm doing this now or just like whatever and just like trusting like okay well maybe now when i get to take my truck in and do whatever you know you meet the love of your life or your new best friend or the business connection or whatever and it's like just trust them like, you can't control it so what are you gonna do what are you yeah because then you're gonna i talk about this in belief it's like little belief you take if you have little belief you take little action little results and then you reconfirm with yourself that you couldn't do it but if you just have like massive belief you take massive action that's the only chance in hell you have anyway of landing where you want to be so it's like if you can just allow those moments to just know that the stumble is part of the dance and just know like something here is for you, you're going to operate for one 
way happier. <laughs> um, and you're going to just be able to trust that like, life is beautiful and there's parts of it that aren't. But even sometimes the parts you think aren't, when you turn around and connect the dots, you're like, hmm, this incredibly beautiful thing that happened to me would never exist without that. And it's like doing your best to have that thought in the moment, not only you know, not only recognizing it a year or two or three or five years later. Because that's like a common theme on the podcast where people's most terrible traumatic situations were the catalyst and, and the spark that led them to where they are. And I I have that conversation a lot with people. And it's like, and then I'm starting to shift my thoughts more to being like, all right, how can we realize that now? And we might have the clarity that we're going to have on it in, in a year or five years from now, but like starting to have that realization now and not take, it doesn't take away from the pain, from the hardship. It can ease those things a little bit. And even though it can sting, like it can be both. It can sting and really hurt. And also at the same time, you can be like, okay, wow, something good is going to come from this. And it's like everything in life is there to serve us. They all are, but it's up to us to see it that way. Yeah. And there's things, man, in life that is just, it's tough to have that perspective. Certain things happen, and I'm not even saying that that's the perspective I have when it when it happens, because sometimes that's unrealistic. Mm. As close as you can get to that, the happier you're going to be and be able to just trust in whatever's going on here. Mm. But the deal is, is, you know, if you want to find bad and think the world is against you and, you know, be the person that's like, Makes sense. This always happens to me. You can find that and that will show up every single day. No problem. But if you would like to be happy and believe in human beings a little bit and, and trust in your journey, you gotta, you gotta look out of a different lens. I think that is like a, a crucial part about this conversation too, is because that's what comes up is people are like, what am I not supposed to feel pain there? Is that you're just saying like, just to change my thoughts so quickly that like, you know, I don't know, my business failed. You, you expect me just to not care about that. It's like, it's not saying that at all. It's not saying that that shit isn't real, that that shit doesn't hurt. That that may put you in a depression for a short period of time. It's like not saying any of those things, like those things can exist. They can be real. Also at the same time, it's both. That thing can also be there to serve you and to get you to a place. Maybe you had to go deep down into this dark place in order for you to come up and be the light and take you to that place and be that version of yourself that you never would have gotten to without that thing being there. You know, you can't see the light if you haven't seen the dark, you know, like so there's, I mean, I've seen videos and I've been in certain places, like sometimes the happiest faces that you'll ever see are in the most impoverished places in the world. And it's all perspective. And I was listening to a video yesterday too. And the guy was like, if I gave you a million dollars right now, how happy would you be? Like, oh, sorry. I was like, could anybody say anything to bring you down? Make your day bad probably for a while. He's like, no, no way. He's like, okay, well, what if I gave you more than that? What if I gave you $10 million tonight, tomorrow, whatever? So, but the only caveat is that you can't wake up tomorrow. He's like, would you do it? And he's like, no. He's like, so what you're telling me is that your life is more valuable than $10 million. And the dude was just like, and I think that's where you just have to try to, as much as you can for your own peace and happiness, unless you want to just ride out that 
train of misery until you're not here is just try to switch your perspective, try to look through a different lens. And, you know, if you're, if you're waking up, if you can, if you can be so grateful that you have another 24 hours to be alive, that everything else is a bonus, the little things light you up. And I think that's a much better lens to be able to look out of than the man, this always happens to me or all oh, makes sense. You know, then you just, it's a bad place to live in. And I've been there at points in my life and it does not serve you or anyone around you at all. You're just reaffirming those things and then you create your reality. So as you reaffirm them and you say, well, of course this showed up. Well, then it did. And of course it's going to show up again. And when you reaffirm it again, I'm like, of course I have such bad luck. Well, then God source the universe is going to just show you bad luck because that's what you're focused on. And that's what you keep seeing. And that's what you keep thinking of. One of the quotes that I love that is like stuck with me throughout the years is it's not about what happens. It's about what you do with what happens. Yeah. And like literally me and Braxton could own a business together. The business fails. We're both in it together. And Braxton uses that as an opportunity for growth and to create space for actually something else that he was more meant to be. But I go in this dark, deep hole. And I, again, I'm like, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with going in the dark, deep hole for a short period of time. Just don't stay there forever. For your own happiness, for, for, for us loving you, just don't stay there forever. And then so it's not about the situation. It's not about what happens. It's about what we do with what happens. Like The same exact situation happened to me in Braxton. But he looked at about it. He looked at it in a different situation or in a different perspective or through a different lens than when I did. It wasn't that the company went under or stopped working. It's our perspective and view towards it that creates our reality and creates our feelings towards that. Yeah, yeah. I think something too that people maybe their mind went to when we talked about that earlier. If it's somebody who struggles with it, is like you know maybe losing a loved one, and it's like in that it's like you really for one you can't control this. And you can't change it. And, you know, you can pretty much die with them or you can do what that person would want you to do if they were still here. And if they could tell you what to do, mm -hmm. you know, sure as hell, it wouldn't be what you're doing. I like that. That's an interesting take on it. Because you have no other option. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, what, what else can you do but try to serve them and make them proud? And, and again, it's something that you can't control. But, you know, I had that happen to me um, pretty recently. And somebody lives in my house, you know, really recently and multiple people that I know. And it's like, you know, for, for my example specifically, I got a picture of my truck. And those days when I'm feeling certain ways, like, I look at that and tap that and and that's where I draw my energy to be like, I know what they would want me to do. Mm. And I'm here to make them proud. You know, and like that's it's not the driver I would have ever asked for, but it's the avenue and the lens of the ones I could choose from that serves everybody the best. That was beautiful. Thank you for for sharing that. And like in that too, I'm like a part of that experience for you seems to be to share that in ways, right? Because you couldn't speak on this Braxton unless you experienced that, right? So it's like using that, I don't say using, but 
taking that experience, working your way through it, and then now sharing that with more people. And you couldn't have worked your way through it. You wouldn't have the ability to share it with more people if it didn't happen, if you didn't have that experience to, to begin with. Oh, I love you, man. I'm sorry for your loss, though, for real. It's you, man. Love you, bro. Um, before we, uh, before we cut out, I, uh, I'm going to ask you the question I had that I ask every single guest and, you know, knowing you on more of a personal level than, uh, than a lot of the guests I have on. And it's interesting because everyone who comes on is doing this. It's like the reason why people are here is the reason why they're guests on, on the podcast. But I always love to ask people the direct question so they can give like their direct answer of just who they are and how they feel. And then, so, you know, me being here, Justin, in this form at this time, I truly believe is literally to be that vessel to help spread love and to help shift the consciousness of the planet to a place that is more kind and loving and peaceful, empathetic, forgiving, understanding, um, a consciousness that just sees ourselves as one. Because that's what we truly are. So Braxton, my man, how do you feel like every day you are helping uh, create this sort of a shift of consciousness? You know, I, I really think that just the way my heart has been shaped over time that, you know, my purpose in this life is to change other people's. And that's something that lights me up. And it's something that I can see. It's like a fruit of your, you know, you reap what you sow. And I know doing that makes me feel good. I know that it makes them feel good. And if I'm going to do, spend my time doing something, I would like to do that. And so, you know, I think, and, and get me back on track if I'm not answering it directly, but, um, you know, I try to, you know, I have one company that's all about kindness, happiness, positivity, all those things. And one that's about installing client acquisition systems and branding and marketing and production and way more boring terms than I just used. But even in that, I try to serve people. And in my other business, I'm really trying to serve people and I'm trying to give. And then just in my life as a regular human, like I said, I always want to be a regular human. Um, I try to do the same. Open the door, help somebody. It's the little things. And sometimes they're big, sometimes they're little. But I think just having the intention of kind of like what I mentioned earlier is that like when the end of my day comes around, would I sign my name on it? And I want to be able to always say yes. That's awesome. Because it does, it breaks down to like you, Braxton. It doesn't matter if you have one business or another. It's you. It's you being intentional and in, in serving and helping others. So it doesn't matter if you were owning a financial company, if you were um cutting someone's lawn, if you were a cook, whatever. It's like it's it's I love that, man, because that's what it is. It boils down to who you are as a person. You can serve in any aspect of life. Not one of those things I mentioned is not better than the other. None of them. It's who you are and how you show up in each of those places. Yeah. It's who you are and not what you do. Exactly. Bro. And I see the light in you so much. It's like incredible. 
to see. And we've talked about this before. I, and I've talked about this on the podcast too. I get really excited when there's other males out there who are leading with their hearts. And I always preface this too. It's nothing against women. I think you are the greatest beings in the, on the planet. Like so much love and, and respect. And that's just a part of who most women are innately is that mother, is that comfort, is that love, it's that vulnerability, it's that creating that safety. And then so that's not so synonymous with lots of men. And that just is what it is. And like, not generalizing, or there are some men who are like that. I'm talking to one right now. So not all men are like that, obviously, obviously. But it's just a little bit rarer. I feel like when you can see a male leading with their heart and leading with love. So I always want to just like throw that out there and recognize that and appreciate that in another person, another male, because it is so crucial and so important. And I think our progression as a consciousness moving forward and as a species moving forward and getting to this place of higher consciousness and more love, men, more men need to start jumping on board the ship and start looking life in this way and start literally leading every single day with love. So when I see it, man, it just lights me up. I get stoked about it and just so appreciative, so grateful that you've come into my life, that I get to meet another heart-centered uh, male and just so excited to see what you're, what else you're going to bring to the world through IBIY. Um, so excited to talk about that. Just give that a little bit more awareness too. And just to see what you're going to do with yourself, with IBIY and, and who knows what else. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Um, one thing that you said about the men thing is like, you know, there's the people who want to be alpha and, and all of these things who don't lead with their heart. And, you know, they're they're like, do it the hard way and all these different things, which don't get me wrong, hard work pays. I'm, I'm right there next to you on that level. But what's really hard is to be an empathetic, kind, loving leader. And so if you think that you're hard, try this hard. And that's something, the level of respect that you receive back from being that person is a lot different. And there is a lot of virtue in being a monster who can control it. And that's that's truly leading. And uh, I agree, man. I think more people need to lead with their heart. And, and in doing so, obviously we talked about being punched in the face. Um, people will take advantage of it. It's happened to me multiple times because I could have been the hard-nosed, I could have won the battle, but led with empathy. And now I think, you know, it's kind of like who won the battle and who won the war. You might, you might lose some battles being the empathetic, kind, loving leader, but you will win the war every single time. I love that. And do you even want to win the war as being the abrupt asshole, immoral person? It's like, do you even want to win that way anyway? Well, you then know? when you, then you got to spend the rest of your life trying to go back and fix all the other problems and find yourself and just read a book and pay attention to some other people's lives. And it'll give you the perspective pretty quick. Mm. There's a lot of people that'll, that'll tell you they've done it, you know, and it's, it's pretty easy to find them. So you know, start now and you won't have to figure it out in 20 years. <laughs> uh, amazing. 
And dude, before we uh, we jump off, if you can please let everybody know where they can find you on social media, uh, where they can connect with IBIY, uh, anything else you want to share? Yeah, I'd say the easiest thing is, you know, uh, probably just Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, where I'm the most active at, uh, it's just at Braxton Kilville. And all my companies and everything are in my bio and post about them. So it's pretty easy to find them from there. Nice. Awesome. And if somebody wants to start and jump in on the movement of IBIY, how can they, uh, can they get a bracelet now? I know you're still in beta testing. Yeah. Um, so obviously you can find that through going through my bio and clicking on the Instagram, but for, I believe in you, the website is I believe in you.io, um, as well as all the social medias. So everything is I believe in you.io. So that's the website, the Instagram, all that. Awesome. Dude. So. Great to have you here uh, and spend this time. I do, man. I, I cherish the time that we get to spend with each other. Um, so I'm so grateful that we got to have this chat and this conversation. So much love for you, man. Thank you so much for staying true to who you are, being your truest self, man, being in service to the world and just constantly putting out good energy, positive energy, and just constantly helping people and spreading love, man. It's beautiful. I appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate it a lot, brother. Thanks for having me on. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking in the next day or so. For sure. Everybody, love you so much. Thank you for hanging out with me, Braxton, uh, for a little while. Um, honestly, it was awesome, too, just to dive into more of you, Braxton, um, who you are. I believe in you. Uh, so just appreciate everybody taking the time another day to be here in this moment. If you have any questions about this conversation, uh, reach out to Braxton, reach out to myself. If you want to tap into more of Braxton, his work ethic, who he is, how he keeps this mindset through the craziness and business of his day as he builds these companies, don't ever, ever hesitate to reach out and to touch base. The fact that you may even have that thought is all the reason in the world to do it. Don't let like your fear or am I going to bother this person to ever stop you? If it feels right for you and it feels aligned, always take that step. For real. Everybody cannot wait to see you next time. We'll see you next week. Love you all so much. Braxton, bud. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please like, follow, share, subscribe, whatever you can do to help share this with the world. We put a lot of energy, effort, and time into creating this beautiful podcast with these incredible guests to help bring more awareness to the love that exists all around us. So if you can help spread some love, We'd really appreciate it. Love you.